You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. One of the biggest storylines of the entire year has taken place since our last recording. There's only one place that we can start this particular podcast. Oakland, California. The Oakland A's have reached double-digit wins on May 16th. The green and gold finally got into the win column of the double-digit variety. Dallas Braden, take us us down the path of of, uh, this road of what it took to get to 10 wins. Uh, Well, I I don't think I'm going to shock you when I tell you this. It quite literally took something to happen in baseball that has never happened before, Mm. ever, in the history of Everdom. Mm. Ryan Noda, young rookie stud, if you don't already note about him, you're going to note about him. You need to learn about him. Because Ryan, the unloaded Noda, dropped a fucking bam, grand slam. Rookie comes up to the dish, bags juice, need a knock. Uh, What's he do? He pumps one out of the fucking yard to tie the Are you trying to eight. become the John Sterling of the West Coast where you just have all these fucking horrible nicknames for your players? Oh, that's not a nickname. I just used that when he hit a bomb. That's not. That's, that's not. John Sterling. That's, that's John Sterling. No, no. I said I just used like oh. as in a one time used. Oh. Yeah. Like a condom. Well, I mean, how many opportunities? You know what those are? Really? Mm-hmm. Used uh, quite a few. He believe he leads rookies in home runs, if not close. Okay. Um, so that happened. And then later in the game, the other rookie who leads all rookies in hits and stolen bases and cool shit like that, um, he come up and got himself a knock as well. So it's the first Mm -hmm. time in baseball history a team has sent two rookies to the plate, one hitting a grand slam to tie the game, Mm -hmm. and then the other coming up to actually end the game. So that's a little insight to the road to 10 in Oaktown. Big time. Do you ever, because uh, I mean, I, if I'm getting it, you must be getting it tenfold. Like when I go to games at Fenway and you've got like the road teams coming in, people will ask me how you're doing like you're dying <laughs> uh, because you have to broadcast like 155 plus Oakland A's games. Like I'll see guys come in, you know, all these road teams and then like, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, you know, good to see you, man. How's Dallas? How's Dallas doing? Is he all right? You good? Oh, hey. Like, it, that's, that's the hey. tone. That's the tone that I get asked how you're doing it. Bro, the fucking Royals, when the Royals came into town, I walked, I walked into the clubhouse and like, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen a mirror. I saw a mirror. Um, like, just <laughs> he was down in the bullpen. Uh-huh. Or when I came into Kansas City, excuse me, he was down in the bullpen. So I didn't see him the first day. Like I didn't, I didn't hook up with him. And then <laughs> when we left, I walked in, and he just like, he just like put his arms out, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
Like, fuck, man. Really? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I want to walk in there and be like, bro, I don't care. Fuck, whatever. Like, you know, my go-to line is, look, my ERA doesn't change. After this game, my ERA will still be the same. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. great, but it's not going to get any worse. So, Mm -hmm. like, I'm, you know, I want to tell people that I'm not completely married to this thing. Well, that's a fucking lie. And and they know that. So Amir just, like, put his arms out and was like, come on, come here. Come in here and let me fucking help you out. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. And then, mm-hmm. and then fucking Keller came up right after that. And I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. Fucking both of you, go away. But thank you. I love you. <laughs> it feels good to be cared about. It's, it's like it's your birthday every day. Your team is so bad. Yeah, well, I'd rather that, that not get, be the case. You, you get know? special love no. and care and attention every single day. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, baby! I, I could do without that. I could do without. I no. appreciate the thought. No, I, you're appreciate, I appreciate. I appreciate the Your love. People care about you. Yeah, That's a good thing. It hurts. Yeah, it's a good but, thing. But um, they know. They, they know I'm on the front line, and that's all that matters. Oh, they know. People are taking <laughs> note of that. Uh, but the second biggest story of the week, and people, I mean. I, there's been some wild accusations being thrown around. I've been, I've been getting called a Yankee-loving bitch this past week. But it's only because I stand on the right side of the fence. It's only because I stand on the right side of justice. Aaron Judge was accused of cheating by the Toronto Blue Jays broadcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they walked it back. I, did they walk it back? I think they doubled no. down on it. I think the next day they were like, yeah, they should fucking drill this guy. Uh, <laughs> which is... I mean, I guess. Well, they, look, they're, they're not. They weren't far off. They're not cheating. He's not cheating. So to say that he was cheating. No, he's not cheating. He's not cheating. Is he doing something that's frowned upon? Yes. Well, like, that's well, the hold difference. on. Time out. Time out. Frowned upon by who? Uh, the opposition. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, See, they so, were frowning. No. Time out. Time out. But they were frowning. You can frown if you want to, but they are still in the mind space where they know that this is not wrong and they know that this is not illegal. So at the end of the day, yeah. you can frown, you can be butthurt all you want, but you're still part of a group that I would then classify as moronic or that is choosing yeah. to not understand how things have gone on the baseball field since we've been playing things on baseball fields. This the is how grapes. things go. Yeah, so fucking Here's, here's the call. Shit. Here's the call. A long hold here by Jackson. And it's two and two. All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did and it more than down, once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. But you and I both looked at each other when yeah. we saw that. Like, like did you see what I saw? Yeah. And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but no. Nah. <laughs> and you know what? He, yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it. And he he couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. <laughs> and he pummeled it. A country mile for his second home run of the night. And he pummeled it. Um. I don't know if they continue, but I, that, I mean, that, that's enough to get the point of 
of their suspicions on the broadcast. And then uh, I like we were just asking, like, did they walk it back after the conversation had kind of subsided about whether or not that this was cheating or is this gamesmanship? Uh, this I don't know who this was, but I, this was on the Blue Jays pregame. Aaron Judge is in the cage bunting, and this is what's being said. I'm trying to send a message, and there was a time earlier in my career when, yes, messages were sent to me too, right at my head when it wasn't good. I, I, I would like to see Kevin Gosman come out and send a message. The problem is the umpire. So now they're advocating for, for Aaron Judge to get smoked in the head over this. Um, so here's here's what I know, and I think some of this is is now out there, I think. Uh, I was told. Uh, well, first, we can go back to the original Blue Jays broadcast. My theory, I don't know this. This is my theory because I see it at Fenway where broadcasters will come down. They'll talk to players. They'll talk to executives. They'll like get on the ground level to get the story. And then in Dallas, I'm sure you can attest to this, uh, present it in a way where they're hypothesizing, but they know. Like they don't want to say it, but they're telling you without they're asking a question, but they're telling you. Hmm. I think what probably this is my theory again, uh, just based on what I've what I see. My theory is that the Jays broadcasters probably knew that the Yankees were doing this, were looking for it because they heard about it, saw it, and then kind of just put it out there as a question like, oh, is he what's he doing down there? I don't know. But I was later told um, that I guess they had video of several other Yankees with wandering eyes and that the Jays were also tipped off by other teams that had seen them doing this. Mm -hmm. And by doing this, what do I mean? And, you know, if you're listening, you probably already understand by now. But for those who don't, uh, they're not. This is not a Houston Astros thing. This is not an electronic stealing sign. This is all about thing. physical setup on the baseball field. The, That's like, what this if is. you look at this Alejandro Kirk, he's got the he's got the one leg down. So like you could see the signs, but now, I mean, we we can confirm that they were using pitchcom and using dummy signs. But you don't need to have the signs because if he's setting up differently for a, a slider in the dirt, then he's going to have a different setup. You can tell just by the way he's set up. You don't even have to have signs. Sure. But the so what was happening and this is and this is why last night's game was also interesting because if you're if you're looking for a brawl or someone getting thrown at, uh you did not get that, but what you did get, what there were some fuck you gestures going on and we're not talking about the Domingo Herman stuff. So what was essentially happening was you had the Yankees first and third base coaches way outside their boxes. Like they have boxes for a reason. That's where they're supposed to be. Some of them go outside a little bit because you don't want to get smoked with 115 off the bat. So you're, you'll get an umpire that's not going to say, hey, you have to stay directly in the box. You can venture outside a little bit. But the Yankees first and third base coaches were venturing very much way outside. So they were being able to see pitch uh, location and then that's being relayed to the hitters at the plate that's what they were looking at which is not illegal like that is just gamesmanship but you got caught like you can't get caught so i mean that the, to to i guess go into Hold this on. Why, 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 to not, why can't you get caught well because now i mean you will get teams that are gonna throw at you so fucking throw at me, Dick. Now I'm on first I'm base. Oh. Like, like, yeah. but that, that, I, I am so Thank over you. this shit. I am so over entertaining 
the back and forth. Oh, did he do? Do you understand that that is what has been happening since the first fucking day we played baseball? If I can figure out what you're doing because you're too fucking stupid to figure out that that's what you're doing, that's your fucking fault. You're the fucking idiot. Make the fucking adjustment. If not, fuck you. And if you're bitter about it, get better with it. And if you don't get better, you're going to go fucking home. There's just, you just stop. Stop. Nobody is wrong for it. This is how the fucking game is played. This is how you gain the advantage, which is why people started losing their shit when technology got introduced. Because base coaching is just that. Coaching from the base that you are located at. So what is the first baseman's or the first base's co- uh, coach's job? When there's runners on, we're talking about defensive alignment. We're talking about where the players are. We're talking about pitch count. We're talking about timing, tips that the pitcher could be giving. If you're going to be going to second base anytime soon, we might be talking about that. It's also his job, as he did, to be able to create an angle, if he can, to figure out what's going on the mound with the pitch grips. As a right-hander, as you saw the Blue Jays pitcher admit, as he comes set, based on your positioning as a first base coach, you'll be able to see pitch grip. And if you can do that, and you're positioned in a place where your hitter can see you, and you have already got physical movements designated for certain either pitches or locations, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. You're doing your job. Why? Because the catcher back there has either got his legs spread out too far or he's giving something up early with his early setup. He's giving away all of the information. Would you have the competitor turn their fucking head and close their eyes and not take advantage of something like that? Is that what you're asking to have happen at the highest, most elite level of competition? I think it's just laziness. Yeah, I think think the the word is lazy. Like, I think if if you're going to complain about, I mean, and again, I think we're arguing against something that didn't actually happen. Like, we're talking about the broadcaster suggesting that the the Yankees get thrown at. The Jays didn't do that. Um, I think what they did do, if you watch the game last night, and and Booney obviously got upset about it, uh, they were doing it back like they were saying like fuck you by having their base coaches go way outside the boxes as a way to be like all right fine fuck you like we're gonna do it too and then booney was complaining to the home plate umpire who who made the adjustment but i mean the jays were just trying to be like look this is what the fuck you guys were doing like we're just gonna do it too then if you're you're gonna make a big stink about it and something to understand about base coaching in the setup right there's so many different ways that your presence on the field can make an impact so when when I coach third base, like high school, lower level, legion, whatever the fuck, right? Do you know what I explain to our base runners at second base? Hey, I want you to pick me up. And as far down the line as I get, that'll give you an idea where the second baseman is, where he's jockeying. So if you see me start to work my way back to third base, he's starting to pinch and jockey you back to second base. When you start to see me extend, you know that the guy that you can't see allows you to extend. Same thing at first base. Where am I at? Well, the shortstop. That's where you can look. Your runner at second base picks up his first base coach, gets an idea where the shortstop is. He looks at his third base coach. He gets an idea where the second baseman is. All that's happening because of where, hang with me now, the base coaches are positioned and they're not always inside those boxes. So where do we find ourselves? Once again, in a place where baseball is not effectively enforcing rules. 
So do the Jays have a point here? They do ultimately, right? There's a box on the field to keep our guys in it. You got to keep them in it. If they're not in it, shit like this can happen. If I'm not in my first base box and I choose to back up behind first base, like down the line, that gives me a great look into the mitt of a right-handed pitcher coming set. That gives me a beautiful look. Same can be said for the third base coach with a left-handed pitcher. So if you keep these guys in the box and they're not able to create these egregious angles and egregious sight lines, are they then able to communicate these things? Now, we don't know the answer to that, but a good starting place would be to enforce the rules that the Jays have taken issue with not being enforced, right? But of course, people that ask those things to happen just become little bitches and are complaining and can't just play the game. And it's like, well, hold on. If we want to cause a stink about all this, let's get to the root of it. Where does it start? It's funny that I think it starts at the lack of enforcement once again. Yeah. Jay, hey, what was your take on the whole thing? I mean, close to a, a nothing burger. Like I just, it, it, I, I trend closer to what Dallas is saying about just having more or less no time for this. Um, maybe it'll get more people nationally to hear what Buck Martinez sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, <laughs> I guess that's the only kind of silver lining. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm over it already. Almost before yeah. it started. Yeah. Joseph. I think it's, I think that was a great tidbit that you found there, Jared. Because I, I was wondering whether or not if if the broadcast didn't say it on the air, if the Blue Jays would have even noticed it. Which, yeah, I guess that's probably they probably noticed it before the broadcast, and that's why it happened. That makes a lot more sense because I see that happen. Like I wouldn't say frequently, but I do do see batters like looking weird places. Wasn't watching on TV. Wasn't there an old video of Josh Donaldson? Uh, I didn't see it. But... Was wasn't that the beef that Yelich got into yeah. with yep. Darvish? Mm-hmm. It was I like forgot what team thing. I was watching, but recently I saw someone doing that. It could have been the Yankees, and I I was thinking that same shit. What the fuck is he looking at? Yeah, that was the one thing that I haven't seen out there. Was like when they were talking about like whether or not uh, is he is he peaking for a location? Are they stealing signs? And then everyone was like, "How can you steal signs?" They were using Pitchcom. Well, Kirk was throwing down signs, but they were also using Pitchcom. So the signs were dummy signs to throw yeah. them off. Yeah, and that, the pitcher uh, came out already. The pitcher came out and said that it was he was tipping because of he was uh, where his hand he threw was. Six straight right. sliders. We're, 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 it's all about like how you're coming set, when you're coming set, the speed of which you're coming set, and again the location. Like if if you guys are first base coaches and I'm a right-handed pitcher and I'm in the stretch. And for the folks listening who can't see this, go to the fucking YouTube channel one time. You can see, you can see my hands. Watch. Yeah. Right? Change up. And if I come set and I got my eyes open or my, my glove open because I'm trying to keep my, my glove close to the body or whatever, now I'm giving you a fucking perfect line of sight. Watch this. It's just all it's it, it's all right there. It's all right there. And as baseball people, you are taught this at a very, very young age that these are things to look for. Right. This is like if you're playing football, like we're taught this at a very early age. If you're if you're a if you're a linebacker and you're playing at the lower levels, you look for the you look at the quarterback's feet 
Does he set up one way or the other? Because he's going to tell you which way he's going to open up to hand the ball off. You're looking at the running back's eyes. Does he continue to look to one side or the other? Because he's probably looking at where he's going, which is where the ball's going, which is where you should be going. So you pass these things along because they're nuance to the game, right? So would you have a would you have an NFL fan going, I can't stand for this. I don't want to watch fucking Patrick Willis get a great first step and knock somebody's fucking head off. That's not fair. He should not know what's coming. That's bullshit. No, no, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. No. So stop it. And it. It made me respect Aaron Judge that much more because the peaking game was part of a two home run game. The second homer was like 450 something. And then you have all this attention on you. You just signed this big money contract. You're the captain of the Yankees. And for the most part, you're trying to be Derek Jeter reincarnated, who Mr. Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Professional, Mr. Classy. And now you've got these cheating allegations and which which are dumb and unfounded. But you go up there the very next night with all that attention on you. And what do you do? Hit another one fucking 450. And as he was crossing home plate, he covered his eyes. So like he'll do shit like that. Like Aaron Judge, for the most part, is like he's not going to bat flip. He's not going to stand there and stare at his home runs. But there have been times where he had like a slight gesture a couple of years ago to Jose Altuve with like the jersey thing. Like he hit a home run in Houston and he was like rounding third base. Then he like he did like the don't like rip my jersey, like mocking Altuve. And then I didn't see it. I saw it this morning. I didn't notice it last night when he hit the home run. But as he was crossing home plate, he he covered his eyes. Well, he's, he showed uh, that he's that dude, right? Like, oh, why am yeah. I here in San Francisco? It's San Francisco. Just seeing mm-hmm. a friend. Like, he'll, he's got that in him. He's got, but he, yeah. he's drawn a line between, you know, breaking that third wall almost yeah. between him acknowledging that he'll do that stuff and then just mm-hmm. doing it. He'll just do it. You'll see it. And we'll talk about it like we are right now, but he'll never acknowledge that it happened. Like, hey, Aaron, did you remember when you? He's like, oh no, that was just a, was a glare from the light. No, I had something in my eye. There was fucking, yeah. it was like, right, and he'll, and he'll say that to you with a huge fucking shit-eating grin on his face, like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. I don't want yeah. anybody's head to get thrown at for sure. I think that's garbage shit. But I wouldn't well, mind if the overall chippiness factor uh, increased between these two teams for the remainder of this series I, or moving forward, because it goes going back to what we were talking about with the. Padres Dodgers rivalry or whatever and just rivalries in general and Mookie being asked about Yankees Red Sox versus etc we could use some chippiness in some of these rivalries um or 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 develop a rivalry if that's what it takes but um, well who, who was the dude that said that about because I don't think he was asking to throw it no that's fine I'm not head. trying to make too much of that I'm just saying generally about, speaking yeah. yeah he talked about getting thrown at and he talked about even my head was thrown at no, so no, then no. From, no, no, no. He well, advocated well, play it again. for play it, play it again. I'm trying to send a message. And there was a time earlier in my career when, yes, messages were sent to me, too, right at my head when it wasn't good. I, I, I would like to see Kevin Gosman come out and send a message. The problem is the umpire. Yeah. So like right at my head when it wasn't good, period. I would like to see them send a message is kind of how I hear that. I don't hear that. I don't hear the, I'd like to see them throw at his head. Like, I got my head thrown at, I'd like to see I mean, them throw at his head. It's like, it's using, it's, it's not hard to interpret. 
hey, when I was playing, sending a message was thrown at someone's head. I'd like to see them send a message tonight. Like, that's what it, that's what he said. Hmm. He's telling you what send a message means to him. And when then it was saying bad. that they should send a message. When it was bad. And he said when it was bad, too. Like, when it was bad. So what does that mean? Yeah. When, when, you're, when your personal offense was bad enough, they decided, fuck it, we're throwing at your head, not at your rib cage. Like, you know, what was the, what, that's why I said, I just didn't, I didn't yeah, the, hear the right cr- away. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like, it's not, I, I know, and, and this, to your question earlier, Dallas, like, who's mad about this? Like, the opposition. Is it cheating? No. Like, is, are you, like, the Blue Jays, and, and, You're and mad luckily, you got, like, got, we, that's it. You're mad you got, got. seeing that accountability now. Like, if they're admitting, like, hey, I was tipping my pitches, then you're starting to see some accountability versus, uh, well, what the fuck, man? Like, it's like, dude, you, you, the laziness. I'm going to go back to that word. The laziness to not even try to deke the hitter or the base coaches about where the location is going to be. Kirk is just fucking right there. Right here. Come on. <laughs> he's set up outside. But, like, but there's, again, there's, if it's pitch grip that he's getting, that that's the that's the next layer to this. That's the next sure, level to this. Is, sure, yeah. Is, but it's Kurt's, both. He got both. He was getting fucking location from the first base coach, and he's getting the pitch from the pitcher who's tipping the pitch. Well, I'm, I'll tell you right now, you can ask any hitter, and if they have a choice between knowing what pitch is coming or just the general location, what do you think they're going to pick? Honestly, that's a good question. I feel like maybe it's that's more obvious for uh, an an actual big leaguer, but for from my perspective, would I want the location or the pitch? I'd probably want the location. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I'd like to know where I'm looking here. Yeah, well, big league guy, it's pitch, obviously pitch. You want 100 miles an hour, or do you want 86 with 22 inches of horizontal movement? Well, you, I mean, I uh, to know for sure, like if you're well, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, way. I'm going to tell you right now, Jared, you can have a choice. You can know mm-hmm. where or roughly about where this pitch might end up, or I can tell you exactly what pitch you're getting, so you can sell out to that pitch. And if you know that pitch, you've got a pretty good idea. Well, of yeah, where the location's going to be too. Yeah, right? any any big league hitter that knows a fastball is coming is going to want to know the fastball, but like. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if if you crush anything inside, then I don't want to be leaning out if the pitch is it. Well, no, I mean, you'd like to have it. But again, you don't know what pitch it is. You just know that it's going to be there. So you're geared up for 96 in. Great. Now it's a changeup and it's down and you've swung over top of it because you were you were geared up for that heater in. You just didn't know it was going to be a changeup. Yeah. I wonder what the poll results would be if you pulled yeah pulled like big every league big league hitter yeah because yeah, like, i'm, I'm telling you right now piece. like i don't give a fuck where it's at if you're telling me what's coming i like my chances and that's yeah. coming from a guy who hit until i got to professional baseball it's coming from a just a d1 hitter not a pro hitter not a minor league hitter not a no i i college hitter that's it mm. Mm. but to jay hayes point it is it's a it's a nothing story. Uh, it, it's it is a story because it's Aaron Judge. Like, let's face it. If this were someone else that got caught doing it, like if this is Harrison Bader, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> um, it's because it's our boy Judgey. Well, it is interesting because you know people were saying with the pitch common shit, and Scherzer said it. Other guys like you're take getting rid of the gamesmanship. 
getting rid of the cool like sign ceiling stuff like it's kind of good to see that it still goes on it's interesting yeah yeah it is interesting um but yeah the uh the yankees and the blue jays hate each other i had that tweet last night i was like it feels weird growing up in the 90s and the 2000s with the Red Sox and Yankees, knowing that the Red Sox aren't even like a top three rival of the Yankees right now. Like the Rays, Blue Jays, and Astros are probably bigger rivals to the Yankees than the Red Sox are right now. Yeah, even the, so, even the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is odd. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's electric when they like that 2000, the 21 wildcard game was electric. Uh, but like outside of that, there's been very... Very little uh, sizzle to that rivalry. Um, but the baseball season's in full swing, whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player. DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered for all this season's action. And right now, new customers can place a $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can hit one out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your winnings with each leg that you add up to 100%. Uh, I believe, Jake, was I the only person to hit on the baseball's dead parlay? No, uh, no, no. I pushed mine. I won. I won. You did? Yes. Astros beat the Cubs. <laughs> yes. Whether you, yes, whether you use my original one or what we ended up going with, I, I would have won the bet either way. So 2-0, Jay Hay. Wow. I'm also 2-0. Uh, Joey, you're 0-2. Mm, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, Dallas, did you whiff on yours? Uh, no. Shohei, del- or Shohei delivered. Shay. So what the fuck? So I'm the guy who got it wrong. That's it. Me. Wait, I, no, Shohei did not deliver. Shohei did not deliver. <laughs> no, he <laughs> definitely liar. didn't deliver. Liar. How many yeah. did he punch out? Are you sure? It was, I don't know. Give him like five, five or six. Yeah, I'm not five. worried about the runs. I could care I'm not about worried the about the runs. Give a fuck about the runs. Yeah, that was a bad that was a bad day on the bump. Great day at the plate, though. Yeah, I was two pitches or two punches away. What did he, he was like a knock away from the cycle. That's right. Damn. Again. Yeah, a base away. Bad. Yeah, one base. Uh, join the big league action right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can bet just $5 on any bet and get $150 in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. Um, yeah, someone's got someone's to get Joe some picks because you stink at this. Well, last time I picked didn't count. You guys didn't say it was ineligible or whatever, but... I mean, it would have that, your pick also would have missed. Didn't you have that, Shohei like nine well, and a half strikeouts? Hindsight's twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> okay. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We can't just, yeah. You get a new video up on baseball doesn't exist. Watched it last night. It is. Uh, it's basically like a twenty twenty three season, not like recap, but like here's all the weird shit that's happened so far. Uh, out of all the things that you included in that video, what was your what was your favorite thing that has happened so far in 2023? Favorite thing. Honestly, the favorite thing that's happened in 2023, I didn't even put in the video, but it'd have to be the Mets being shit. <laughs> and oh, we're going to talk about that. And the uh, Scherzer are getting ejected. Uh, but that wasn't in the video. We're, we're saving that one maybe for the next video or something. Um, I don't know. I guess the dugout celebrations. I like that. I like that stuff. Mm. Or the yeah, Bryce. Oh, actually, realize. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper coming back and then seeing because there's like if you go through Bryce Harper's whole career and see him getting injured and how fast he comes back from like every injury, it's really interesting. He heals yeah. faster than anybody. He does. 
Yep. It's happened multiple times. Actually, what, I take the, it back again. I take it back again. It's hot dog night for sure, dude. Dollar hot dog night? <laughs> yeah. The dollar dog nights in Philly this year, the three of them have been so fucking sick. 88,000 hot dogs sold for game three. They sold out every <laughs> single one. Hot dog wave was one of the sickest clips ever in baseball. The hot yeah. dog wave. Go look it up. It's amazing. How do they go over capacity? Hot do- dollar hot dog night. Like the stadium is like a capacity of 43,000 and there was 44,000 people there. Yeah, I guess it's standing room only. They don't count that for capacity, but they had a, what you look on the website. They had more attendance than they had seats. Hmm. Interesting. For hot dogs. And I it also goes learned deeper. That the, uh, they the, have the, the remember samurai the guy? helmet. Samurai helmet huh? sick. But sorry. Yeah, it's 2500 bucks. I get caught up on the hot dog night, but it's interesting because remember that guy who got tased on the field? Uh, no. Wait, uh, don't, the f- don't tase me, bro guy? Yeah. That was that dollar- was like 10 years ago. Yeah, but that was dollar dog night. Oh. But you probably don't remember this, but you remember the fan who threw up on an 11-year-old, got arrested for it on purpose at a no. Phillies game? No, uh-uh. but he got arrested and that was dollar dog night. And How are fa- people getting like drunk and like ruthless over hot dogs like it's not dollar draft night well at philly they just it's a tradition they get drunk in the parking lot they tailgate and it's a bunch of college kids who show up that's a big 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 reason why and another fun fact last night uh the blue jays game yeah. dollar dollar dog night and was it really we, we had an ejection we had a lot of fighting it's something mm. about the dogs man yeah, the uh, dogs bring out the dogs. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I have uh, just randomly sent out that text to about seven or eight big leaguers. Uh huh. They all said pitch. You got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I did the yep. same thing. Another they one all, just rolled in. Pitch tight. Yep. You got it. Me too. Called yep. it. Former big leaguer just sent him a, sent him a text. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Andrew Jones? Uh, I, I sent out anonymous at the top of the text. <clears throat> so I'm going to yeah. respect that. Well, it makes sense. Um, very interesting. The new baseball doesn't exist. YouTube uh, video is out. It's all the weird shit that has happened so far this year. One of the first things that you mentioned, Joe, was the Mets. Mm. And I'm... I'm more siding with Jay Hay here. We need to be more selective about who we open up the voicemail line to. <laughs> but next in line is the Mets. And we're not there yet. Oh, my God. The guy who just spit up. A- Stop this. I can't what? take this. I, can't, I mean. What? What? Oh, no. Go ahead. Open up the phone lines. I got a mailman. I'm not. not happy I just about said I'm route too. Can we get him? I just said I'm not line? opening them up. Well, obviously, Jared feels bad trying to open the phone lines to get Ollie Marmol fired because we have the juice. We can do that. And then he met the him. Cardinals and Cardinals have he's a the nice worst guy. record I, in the National League. I'm, is, starting to, you, I'm starting to think no, Bob no, no, Garrett no, no, might no, have no. might have photos on YouTube. I can't understand what? why YouTube continue to beat the drum of an individual who has. I mean, th- 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 there is. Less relevance sitting outside my oh fucking my house God. right now. Typical. You, we get Typical. it. You hate, you hate Bob yeah. Guerin. You've Thank always you. hated him. Thank you. You got the man fired. It's not true. He hasn't he hasn't had a managerial job in baseball since. So not only did you get him fired, but you probably like 
where yeah, use me as a reference if he ever interviews for a managerial <laughs> job. And then I got I got something for you. Just slander the guy. Probably half the shit you said wasn't even true. Guy can't get a job. Sorry for trying to get a guy back on the horse. But yeah, I open up the phone lines for Cardinals fans. Do I regret it? Yeah. You should. Yeah, has, your, has your team lost two in a row? All the baseball is dead. No, that's, all, that's all I they need. That's all I want to hear. They were in last place in the league. That's all I want to hear is that Jared regrets the decision. I and I think it. we're going to be more judicious moving forward. I mm-hmm. good. Nothing else needs to be said. I certainly that's fine. fucking hope so. Um, listen, I there's there's <laughs> justification <laughs> for it. The, the, if they have the worst record in the National League and you're supposed to win the division, I think that that is grounds for consideration. I don't think it's egregious. I didn't open up the fucking phone lines for the Dodgers last year when they got off to a slow start. Like that would be way more egregious. Every Mets season is like this, though. And if it, you just we have to accept <laughs> that we can't be that dialed into the emotions of Mets fans and the ups and downs because it, well, you we can't would open the voice every year. It's yeah, volatile. It's like, it is volatile. It's like the console meter, right? Yeah, it's you can't pull the trigger on that too early, and you can't panic if you're a Mets fan too early because we've seen this play out. Maybe it will be a shitty oh. season. Maybe Did you maybe see it will the be. fucking tweet that I put out last night? What? I put out a poll tweet uh, hmm. late last night after the Mets lost again. I said, Mets fans, where are you guys at right now? The options were, we're fine, we're cooked, Concerned, but long season. Uh, we're cooked. Leader in the clubhouse at 63.9%. Uh, concerned, but long season, 32.7%. We're fine, 3.4%. See, like that's just a group of people who, when they watch baseball, <laughs> they do not walk away happy. Regardless of what happens, it feels like. Regard, like if they win, they feel like they're being hosed. If they lose, it's how it should have been. This is what we knew was going to fucking happen. I mean, I think 62 days of that. That is pain. That is pure pain. Uh, cheer up, Mets fans. You got Verlander back. You should be good. <laughs> that was the thought. I don't know if he's seeing the ball too well, though, Joe. What's what's he hit with runners in scoring position right now? Ooh, Justin Verlander. Yeah, <laughs> not at zero. Yeah. Uh, Overall, what did you feel about besides those, those homers? Just how'd you feel about your day? <laughs> um, not a lot of positives to take out of it. Um, you know. Uh, I guess the only positive is that I know I got some work to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I already started looking at some video, trying to find, um, you know, I think, I think there's a little something off of my mechanics. And I need to, I need to fix it and I need to fix it in a hurry. Um, so <clears throat> it's been plenty of times in my career where, you know, you find yourself a little, a little off and um, there's no panic button, especially, you know, my third start of the season. Um, but uh, sometimes it takes games like this to really kind of, you know, kick you and, um, you know, make you, study everything that you possibly can to, to find out what's a little off. Um, but um, yeah, overall today, not great. That was very funny. Overall, what did you feel about besides those, those homers? Just how'd you feel about your day? Like, <laughs> what, is, what does that translate to with Japanese subtitles? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I think those Mets fans. I think those Mets fans who the thirty whatever percent who said concerned, but it's a long season. I think they're the the ones of the most sane mind right now because I don't think that's the correct answer. Yeah, I don't think you can just say it's it's fine um, because you have key players not playing well, and as we've discussed previously, two of those guys are very old, um, and it's always possible that there isn't a corner to turn. Um, But you know, they've allowed turn around. For sure. I mean, those two have allowed those two being Verlander and Scherzer have allowed 10 home runs and 44 and two thirds innings pitched this year. Like, that's just I don't like focusing on the money, but like, that's just not what they're there to do. And if you're going to combine that with Francisco Lindor, particularly offensively playing below his standard and Starling Marte being like almost invisible offensively this season when he has played and Pete Alonso being what, 10 percent below what we would like to see from him, like. McNeil 10% below Brandon Nimmo is really the only regular offensive player who is contributing at the preseason expectation and I think in some ways I think they're actually kind of fortunate to be three games under 500 the bad thing is is that they play in a division with one of the teams that's one of the two or three best rosters and teams in Major League Baseball and so in that sense they might be cooked in that in the as it relates to the division but it's too early to say they're cooked overall. There's a lot of mediocrity in the NL right now. We ran also, through that with the, the Padres. We ran through that with the Central NL Central situation, the Phillies. Like there, there are like two teams who have said we are good in the NL, and the rest we're kind of waiting to see. I I tweeted this last night about the the St. Louis Cardinals, and I was like, hey guys, look, the St. Louis Cardinals have a positive run differential, but to Jay Hayes' point that he just made, you've got the Dodgers, the Braves, the Brewers the D-backs and the Pirates who are clinging to a positive run differential. Fuck. Then you have a mountain of shit. The Marlins, the Phillies, the Mets, the Padres, the Reds, the Giants, the Nats, and the Rockies all have a negative run differential. Then at the very bottom, you have the Cardinals at plus six. The Mets have a negative 19 run differential. They're three games under 500. Justin Verlander, who, by the way, I know that, you know, it's funny to hear him say like, oh, I pitch like shit, blah, blah, blah. I give him credit for going along with it, for being like, I'm going to sulk and be accountable. I need to be better. Like, I give him credit for playing the role. But at the end of the day, five innings, eight hits, six earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, two bombs. It To his point that he makes at the end, this is my third fucking start. Like, can yeah. I get some leniency here like I, I didn't have like a spring training this is my third start i know you guys have sucked for a month and a half but i just got here and i understand that you're paying me 43 million dollars and i'm supposed to be the savior but i'm 40 fucking years old and i just got here i did not have a normal start to my season i didn't get to prepare the way that i wanted to and he was pretty damn good his last time out right it was like seven innings yeah. of like one earned run or whatever and to to the point about the fucking Mets and the schedule, they just had a run of what three or four series against teams that were absolute dog shit, and they like lost every single game pretty much. Now, because you didn't get your shit together against the bad teams, guess what? The Rays are in town, and they're the best team in baseball. And you saw that fucking Isaac Paredes two times off your ass. 
like that, like the 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 Rays are the team where it's like it doesn't matter that you don't understand why we're beating you. You just need to understand that we're beating you, and it and it is what it is. I, if we can, we just take a step back really fast and just run. If you would have been told prior to the start of the season that the Mets would miss Justin Verlander and he would have made three starts by mid late May, that Max Scherzer's ERA would be approaching five and he would have dealt with a suspension and missed that start. That Francisco Lindor's OPS would be 725, and that uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just don't think being three games under 500 is the sky is falling for this team. If everybody keeps performing like that, then yeah, it's a concern, obviously. But like, I just, I think this is a reasonably decent outcome for how many things have gone wrong for the Mets through the first month and a half of the season. The only, but the bad part about it is the really scary part is that they've played the easiest schedule in the league and they're <laughs> still terrible. I get and it. it's like, that was the problem with like, I get what Verlander, I don't think he said it, but <clears> three <throat> starts, like you're really going to blame it on Verlander. Like you can't, but at the same time you can, because that was kind of the problem with the Mets from my perspective is like, you're relying a lot on these two guys who are beasts, hall of famers, but they're old and they're paying Verlander and Scherzer more money <laughs> Then the Athletics' entire team, by far. Then the Orioles' entire team, more than well, the Pittsburgh the, the, Pirates' the, entire team. Those teams should be shamed by that stat. The Mets shouldn't. <laughs> but what be about the Rays? It. The Athletics, the Pirates, and Orioles should be shamed that their entire payroll is less than two players. Those we're are, not concerned. We're, we're we're winning baseball games out here in Oakland. You you, you do <laughs> one, whatever. One you out of every do. three, no doubt. One out of every three. Yeah, Oakland doesn't need a Max Four. Scherzer to perform. All right, <laughs> no. They got no guys who are rookies mm. who go off. They got Trevor May. Got Trevor Highest May. Highest paid player on the team. <laughs> they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of great guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of great broadcasters. A lot of mm-hmm. great fans. Yep. A lot of great wildlife. Wildlife. Great, great wildlife. Was, D- Dallas, did you see Joey's new video? Great wildlife. No, what is this? Oh, there's a there's a whole segment about the Oakland A's. It's really cool. Yeah, the A's got a lot of airtime on that vid. Yeah, the A's the A's <laughs> got a lot of play in the new vid. Was it the cats? Was it that was part of it? Yeah. Was the it the possums? There's possums talk. Yep. You know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> I'm waiting for a phone call back to see if if I'll be able to mass order these little uh these little stuffed possums. That I want to take with me and just leave in in other ball other broadcast booths, like in other ballparks. Like, I don't know, man. You guys, from what I understand, you guys got a possum issue as well. <laughs> I mean, what like that seems like a giant miss marketing opportunity. How like the Angels had the rally monkey in two thousand two. Like, how did yeah. the A's not have the rally possum? Um. Well, Jared, you have to win we baseball have. games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we, you did. We have. Yeah, the route. Yeah, just type in rally possum, but that's also a funny thing I found out is that they also have a home run celebration. I didn't know that. Well, they, they, they were workshopping a few, you know, they were workshopping a few. Like at one point, I know, somebody just put on a catcher's mask and like walked it down. The and I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, uh, boys, we're, we got to, we're going to have to do a lot better than this right now. Like, I, I legit. Did not even like they we did a replay, you know, to see what they were wearing. And that's where I have a choice to either, you know, 
dress it up and get behind what I'm seeing, or I can just kind of, you know, do what I did, which was, well, that I think that's a catcher's mask. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly what I said. And then we fast forward, and they had the whole cans, right? The Hulk smash hands, which hey, I'm into that. I, I, I like that. But now we've got Thor's hammer. So yeah. there's a little marble. Oh, yeah, I saw that. that little, and it's it's so depressing, too, because like it's it's not even like a big hammer. What, what, what do you want? An actual th- like, I don't know. Thor's hammer. Thor's Jared, hammer is probably I don't know if you realize like, this, but nobody else would be able to pick up Thor's hammer. What do you mean? Oh, like actual Thor's hammer? I don't have time. For this. I didn't see the come movies. on. <laughs> I didn't see the movies. Um. Uh, I just looked it up, and the A's Rally Possum has its own Twitter account mm-hmm. at Rally Possum. Yeah. So tune the fuck in. Where you been, dude? I I tweet. Did you hey. see my tweet the other night about you know which broadcast? I was like, hey, East Coast baseball fans, which broadcast do you most like to watch to like go to bed at the end of the night? West Coast broadcast. A lot of love. A lot of love for Dallas in the. Uh, the Oakland A's market. A lot of love. Green and cold coming on strong, baby. There was actually a time, Jared, where I, when I was sitting below, down on the field. I remember that, yeah. With your um, little umbrella, yeah. Yes. There was a, a family, a family of possums, four of them, that just came walking down the, like the, the cables underneath the, the hallway. They just came mm-hmm. walking down. Four of them. And then they just walked all the way across so the shot behind home plate you can see the the walkway that goes down into what you know what we call the diamond level and you can see uh, across the top of the screen the the opening and sure shit here come the possums live tv just fucking hanging out and then he stops boom (laughs) he stops and he takes in like two innings, just chills right there <laughs> yeah. and watches fucking baseball for like yeah. two innings. It's great. The family was hanging out behind him. You know, it was a total yeah. dad move. Like, hey, hey, hold on. We're going to pull over. Give me a minute. Right. I'll ask for directions. But he was really just taking in some quality baseball. Honestly, I hate to say it. Possum meat tastes really good. You ever had possum meat? I'm just assuming that that's what that meat was that they sold at the Coliseum. Those were steak tips, Jared. <laughs> okay. Those were steak tips. Possums get a bad rap, dude. They've gotten a bad rap. Fuck I think possums, I've already dude, like the ugliest animal. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. But they are so nice. Yeah, they're nice guys. They're nice. They're one mm-hmm. of the cleanest animals, one of the cleanest rodents they on the planet. They take shits in the broadcast booth. Yeah, it's so bad I... that they got to move the broadcast booth. Well, yeah, About a month ago, living... I saw one near my garbage tin area uh outside mm-hmm. near dusk yep. yep i'm doing yep. i've done all garbage removal from the house during daylight hours since you want to know what he was doing jay he was he was acting as the last line of defense between you and lyme disease we've talked about this so i know why I you're have angry. Lyme disease i know that's why you're angry at the possum <laughs> and that's fine that's fine he did <laughs> They weren't as diligent around the Havens household <laughs> when they should have been. All right. I get it. You're, you're a little bitter. It's fine. But fuck, cut the little fella some slack. Uh, uh, <clears throat> this is totally random, but I just saw it because it popped up on my phone. Uh, can we talk about Arolis Chapman throwing 104 miles an hour again? And then staring it down. Like, 
104? The mechanical adjustments. The mechanical adjustments. Coiling like a cobra once again. Coiling. Coiling. Strong load. Strong load. (laughs) Get into that lower half. Fucking deliver. Ride me down the slope. Oh. I'm talking about separation. Talking about creating torque, you know? Here's 104 (laughs) down the fucking pipe. You ready for it? (laughs) Imagine being a lefty seeing 104 from the left side. Fuck no. No. (laughs) No, I told you. I got hit when I was like 14, 15 by a dude throwing fucking 94, 95 left-handed. I didn't even have time to move my arms. It hit me right in the fucking wrist. I just dropped the bat and didn't even feel anything. So I, I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine 104 mm. left hand. You want me to hang in there? You want me to keep my front side closed and try to barrel up a fucking 93 mile an hour slider? No. Nope. No. I, uh, side note, I, I got to talk to Big Dumper yesterday. Nice. Feel like, should we drop that tomorrow, Jake, or today? It's going to be ready today. It's going to be ready today? All we right. could do it today or tomorrow. Do you want to do it right now? Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. All right. Hey, without further ado, here's, here's <laughs> a little interview. Surprise. It's Big Dumper. Cal Raleigh of the Seattle Mariners. America's team. Our. Dallas's. Jay Hay. Joey. Jay. It is our Seattle Mariners. Cal Raleigh. All right. We got Cal Raleigh. Seattle Mariners. Uh, by the way, have you heard the, the, the nickname America's team? Have you, has that made its way across like of uh, the Seattle Mariners? Uh, I've heard it a little, I've seen it a little on Twitter, yeah. but I don't know if it's quite, quite caught on yet. I mean, so. like, we got to get it to catch on because the Seattle Mariners are America's team. This is, uh, so I last October was in Seattle. I, I had to be there for the first playoff game since 2001. And I, I think the first thing that stood out to me was the fans were on their feet the entire time. And it was an 18 inning game in which you were behind the plate for. So I I was miserable standing. Like I feel like if, if I'm a Mariners fan, then obviously you have that like adrenaline going and you you don't really feel it. But as a neutral fan, I was like 18 innings is a long time to be standing up. What was it like to be catching 18 innings in a playoff game? It was a long game. <laughs> yeah. It was like what, five hours? Yeah, it was something crazy like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and the crazy thing was nobody scored. It was one nobody it was scored. A, it was a one nothing game. So yeah. It was uh it was insane. I mean, like you said, the, the fans were on their feet the entire game. And it was like, I think they were just like, when's this going to when's this gonna end? When's Give this, us something when, to cheer when's about. When's somebody going to score? And, yeah. But it was, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, Seattle, they love they love us there and they love their sports and they really get behind us. And it was it was a really special day. How, how have you seen like the fan base sort of evolve over time? Because obviously, I mean, there's a huge baseball contingency in Seattle, but I think it peaked, not peaked. I mean, like it can still continue to grow, but I'm talking like in terms of like fan passion, attendance um like what was it like to be a part of that game and and how long you could tell the fans are waiting for it yeah i mean i think they've always you know had that kind of hunger kind of that drive to have a good team and you know to to get behind their teams i think you know obviously when i first got drafted we you know they take guys to games whatever and i think they're playing the orioles and it was it was pretty dead and uh to see kind of how it's evolved even since i first you know got called up in 21 and you know how many fans are showing up and you know how more much more interactive they're getting and how much they're getting behind their players. And uh, there's kind of cool things going around the city right now. 
So you've got New England roots. Obviously, I feel like you get asked about that every time you come to Fenway. Your family is here from uh, Vermont last night. And I was stunned. Anytime, like, I feel like, like baseball is obviously one of those sports where any night you can tune in and something can happen that's never happened before. But for like Fenway Park specific history to be the first catcher to hit a home run from both sides of the plate. Uh, and obviously you're, you're a Jason Veritek guy. The fact that he was in the dugout on the other side. I know you mentioned after the game, he gave you like a jersey last year. Yeah, he, uh, I got a signed jersey. Uh Christopher Negron, our first base coach, he uh, he played in the Red Sox orgs for a little bit, so he got it hooked up for us. And uh, yeah, he signed it, wrote a nice little note on there, and it's got it hanging up my my house. So when when did you first learn that you were the first catcher to do that at Fenway Park? And like, how cool is that? Because like, I, I know you, you know you're a Mariners guy now, but like you grew up a Red Sox fan. Like, how cool is that? It's really cool. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know until after the game they said they had a fun fact for me, and you know, obviously, kind of blew up a little bit, but it's really cool. I mean. It's something that uh, you can never, nobody can ever take that away from me, and uh, to do it here is uh, super special. So you, you're how old are you? Twenty six. You're twenty six. So you probably don't even really remember oh four, right? It's. Uh, I mean, I remember it. I remember where I was when. How old you know, were you? I was eight. So okay. I, I mean, I was still old enough to comprehend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Keith Folk to Edgar and Maria, and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I was on my. Uh, I was back home in North Carolina. I remember I was laying on the floor. I don't know why I was laying on the floor and on the couch, but I remember that that moment. Obviously, me and my dad were watching the game, and it was, uh, you know, at the time I kind of feel spoiled because, you know, he had, I hadn't gone through the, you know. The misery. I know. The, yeah. The super long curse, and at the time I was super, just super happy, and obviously, you know, three, four more later, so. Like you get to like you're in the big leagues, you get to play in every single ballpark now, especially with the the schedule the way that it is now. Like, do you still feel that like holy shit factor when you get to play at Fenway, or is it just like oh, it's another day in the big leagues? No, I mean you definitely feel a little special walking in here, and you can definitely tell it from from everybody. You know whether you know we got more people traveling with us because they want to see the park, mm -hmm. and they do super you know special stories, or you know just guys walking around going on the monster, going up and to Ted Williams seat up there. And mm -hmm. you can just tell it's a different, do you think it's a different he hit feeling. It? No, I don't, no, fucking no, way. no, I there's no chance, dude. No, but he might've did it. So I, do you I know the story about Ortiz? No, I, don't. I was just telling one of the, the Mariners PR guys. Cause they were like, we were, we're going to go walk out to the red sea. And I was like, you know, it's bullshit. So back, I think it was 2008, 2006, like somewhere in that range, Ortiz brought an aluminum bat out here and tried to hit the red seat. Couldn't do it. Really? There's no chance that that's real. I don't. If know. David Ortiz in his prime couldn't hit it with a metal bat, there's no way that Ted Williams in the 40s was able to do that. You gotta believe. I don't believe. You gotta believe. <laughs> I don't believe, and I also don't believe that it's 502 feet. Like, do you know the the Manny Ramirez story? No. So I think it was 2002 ish. Manny hit a home run into that light tower. Okay. And the Red Sox were like, let's call it 501. Because that's 502, and they didn't want uh, they didn't want Manny's home run to be to the longest it. home run yeah. in Fenway Park history. So that one was 501, even though it was 6,000 feet, and that one's 502, even though that's probably like 700 feet from home plate. That's all. It's a long way. I mean, it's a long way. I mean, they were swinging trees back then, though. Literal trees. David Ortiz <laughs> with a metal bat in his prime. I don't know. I There's don't. no way. There's we'll no we'll way. Never we'll never know. I'm the I'm one of the biggest Red Sox fans in the world, and I'm sitting here saying it's not true. So there's no like blasphemy here if you say that you don't believe the rumor. Uh, <clears throat> so last night, two home runs. Uh, what would you say 
like, you know, I've grown up a Red Sox fan. Obviously, it's like you you hit the home run from both sides of the plate. When did you learn that you were a switch hitter? Or did you, growing up a Red Sox fan and being a fan of Jason Veritek, did you say, oh, he's a switch hitting catcher? Like, I want to try that. Like, when did, like, when, because I, I think it's, like, crazy to me when you have someone that's, like, that can hit at the big league level from both sides when most people can't do it from one side. When did you learn that you're a switch guy, hitter guy? Um, so my dad was a coach. And growing up, you know, I think that was kind of his plan. You know, I was going to play baseball. And, uh, you know, from the minute I started swinging i've been you know he switched me around to the other side so i've never known any other way i just i've always thought that everybody was supposed to switch it and then obviously when you get to little league and all that stuff you learn that you know people usually hit from the right side and um you know i'm just you know thankful that he he switched me around that that day early on when we were just i don't know you know it's just just as soon as i could swing so you ever have a coach tell you that you got to pick one side yeah i've had people tell me i've had people I've had people, you know, come in funny stories. I've been in, uh, I was in like a Chili's, Chili's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And I had this, uh, this like, I don't know who he was. It was a dad of somebody that I put, played with. And he came in and he gave me a rundown on how I couldn't be a, you know, I can't remember if it was a right-handed hitter or a left-handed hitter, but he's saying I needed to give it up and that he he knew that I was a better at this side and that he I, he thinks I'd, I'd make it a little further if I would just stay on one side. In a bathroom at Chili's. In a bathroom at Chili's. And See, that would have been like <laughs> a way better story if like you were exclusively a left-handed hitter and some dude in Chili's bathroom came up to you and was like, bro, you got to try hitting from the right side too. Like throw that I into know. your repertoire. It was completely out of pocket too. It was like, <laughs> it was like I, I don't know. If, I don't even see him in years and like. I don't even know if I even liked the guy in the first place. And <laughs> yeah. He came up to me and said that. I'm like, all right, thanks, guy. Yeah, yeah. Pre- appreciate your appreciate your tip in this yeah. Chili's bathroom. <laughs> um, uh, so, growing up a Red Sox fan, obviously we mentioned Jason Veritek. Who who were your other players that that you were fans of? Like growing up, like who was like the poster on the wall guy? So I mean, it's obviously started with Nomar. You know, yes. so I love yes. Nomar. I love the whole batting. Glove routine. He would have hated the pitch clock. It would have been tough for him. Yeah. It would have been tough. His brand would have suffered in today's I game. I know. That's the sad part about the pitch clock. Yeah. But uh, it was Nomar, obviously Big Poppy, Manny um, turned into like, I saw Kevin Millar last night. It was yeah. pretty cool to meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even like the smaller guys on that team, like Pokey Reese and uh, Mark Nohorn. No, no one <laughs> like, gives Pokey any credit. I like know. Pokey Orlando was Cabrera. Was Orlando like, Cabrera, you, you have him come over in that yeah. trade. Pokey Reese had a two home run game. I think it was like it was in May. It was around this time in that season of 2004. He was a one season guy in Boston and instant legend. One year. I know. And, you know, obviously turned into like Pedroia and then all the, you know, the newer guys. And uh, it was uh it's just awesome. They did a great run there for a while. You ever come here as a fan before? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I what, came here when I was little. And uh, what was like the most memorable game that you got to come to? Uh, most disappointing thing. We came to a game one time and they got rained out. We were, mm. They're playing the Blue Jays, but uh, I think the most memorable moment was they're playing the Rangers and Doug Mirabelli was catching and oh, did he go uh, deep? Tim Wakefield. He did. Oh, he of did course go, he did. <laughs> he went deep and then uh, it was uh, it was cool. Manny Ramirez didn't start the game, but he came off the bench to pinch hit, and I had his shirt underneath one of my jerseys, so I ripped off my jersey and uh, sorry, rooted him on, but he popped up. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Manny's the best. Oh, yeah. Um so I'm in search of the best pitch in baseball. I'm asking a bunch of guys, who do you think has the best singular pitch in baseball? You're going to have an interesting perspective because you're seeing it from both sides of the batter's box and behind the plate. Uh, in your experience, who has the best pitch in baseball? And I know that like when, you, when, we, when we do ask guys, they don't even want to say it because they don't want to give credit to someone that isn't uh, – 
on their team, but you've got to have an answer on that one. That's a tough one. Uh, have you seen Devin Williams change up? I haven't seen that. Okay. I've heard it's really good. Yep. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, I think one of the toughest pitches is, is a splitter and, you know, Nate, uh, Nate, Nathan Avaldi, Texas Rangers. I wouldn't say his, I would say he's got a good splitter for sure. Yeah. I think Otani's, I saw Frankie Montas had a really good splitter mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, who's that? Tell you what, Duran, can, can, he's uh, got like the, the splinker. Yeah. He's got like the 99 mile an hour splitter with the 103 mile an hour fastball yeah, that, that rides. One's, that one's tough. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, uh, Kenley Jansen's cutter. That's a tough one. Yeah. People, well, now it's 99 apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keeps getting better. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. He's out, He's been outrageous. All right. Last question before we let you go. Cause I know you got stuff to do. Um, a lot of downtime for baseball players when you traveling a lot. Uh, what are we watching on flights? Are you a nap guy on flights? Are you a book guy? Are you a movie guy? Are you a show guy? So on flights, you know, I like to play cards, but, you know, the table gets full sometimes and, you know, uh, get the high rollers on there, obviously. But, uh, you know, I like to take, I mix it up, take naps, watch shows, I like watching The Office, kind of, uh, it's, it's my go-to. I mean, Did you do Game of Thrones? I didn't do Game of Thrones. Okay, so I didn't either. I get judged a lot for those. Like you mentioned because like, we were talking earlier about like favorite movies. You mentioned Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen it. People look Great at me movie. like I have five heads when I've never <laughs> seen that. The Office, never seen it. And people are always like, how have you never seen The Office? My explanation for that <clears throat> is that that's everyone's favorite show. So if I start watching it now, then I'm going to want to come to someone like you who says it's your favorite show and be like, hey, like, you know, this really funny episode. And you're like, yeah, dude, like I saw that eight years ago. Like there's no, there's no circle of people who are just starting to watch the office right now. No, not right no, now. Like, I mean, like I need to find like a support group of people that are like first time office watchers. So you can talk about the episodes together. Cause otherwise I'm going to feel like I'm bothering people. Well, I mean, you, or you just get guys like me who just keep rewatching it over and over and just, you know, constantly have, you know, some part of the office going on. You, you know, ever do Breaking even, Bad? I did. A How great, many times? Great show. I did. <laughs> I wouldn't say twice, like one and a half. Okay. I'm I think I seven. restarted uh, re- seven. Seven. That's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, I, dude, I, I say that and I've watched season. The Office at least 10 times. <laughs> yeah. Time, so. Yeah. But those are like, those, those are, are half hour episodes that you can put on and fall asleep to. And it doesn't like, you don't have it's to like, pay attention. It's like background noise. Kind yeah. Of. Like Breaking Bad, like when you start that, you're making a choice. Like I'm locked in for like the next those five Those are the weeks. best shows though. When yeah. you can When you can lock in like that and you're like, I can't be on my phone. I can't be, you know, you know web instagram whatever yeah you can't be, be locked in those yeah all right well you're apparently locked in two homers last night uh i would say good luck but i i am a red sox fan i know deep down <laughs> you are too so it's okay uh cal raleigh seattle mariners thank you so much for taking the time appreciate it wow surprise impromptu cal raleigh interview right in the middle of a possum a chapman uh cheating Mashup. allegation discussion yeah Wow. You just never know what you're going to get on Baseball's Dead. From the clouds, from the clouds, we've had that uh, just fall into your lap. You're welcome. Um, the, we didn't talk about the Domingo Herman situation. Domingo mm. Herman was ejected after, what was it? I don't know. Call it three, four starts ago. The umpires are like, hey, man, uh, your hands are really sticky. Why don't, you go, why don't you go wash them off? He was given the benefit of the doubt, which is, uh, let's be Crazy. honest. Crazy. Just like just like another pitcher we just talked about probably shouldn't be given the benefit of the doubt as it pertains to their character uh, was asked to wash his hands. It was a whole it was a whole thing last night in Toronto. This was before he even threw a pitch in the inning. He was coming out. It wasn't coming off the mound. It was coming 
from the dugout onto the mound. And the umpires were like, nope, fuck that. And it's got to be, it's not like, to my knowledge, I know like Phil Cuzzy is the guy that has has kicked out every single Cuzzy. pitcher to this point. It was not Cuzzy this time. There was a conference. There was a consensus developed here. And I fucked it. I still don't know. Like no one has checked me on this. Uh, he's he's like the main Yankees beat writer. I don't know if it's Brian Hawk. I don't. Is it is it Hawk? Is it it's, it can't be Hotch. It's got to be Hawk. Brian Hawk. I'm gonna say Hotch. 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 I didn't Hotch. think about him one time since the last time we talked about him. Brian Hotch. Hockey. Brian Hockey. He tweeted. <laughs> Crew chief James Hoy said that Domingo Herman's hand was the quote stickiest I've ever felt. And it was, quote, definitely not rosin. Well, you take a look at Domingo's <laughs> pantalonis and that'll tell you. Well, that that was dip. That was dip. Like I tweeted that clip out, but it was there was the, the extended version of that clip was he took a wad no. of dip out of his mouth and then rubbed uh, it on his pants. There was some residue, maybe. I don't know. But I'm also talking about you could see a little stain on his pant. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it sticky. Uh, well. I can speak from experience and tell you that there are different things that you can do that you can put on your clothing that will help keep that area moist. So instead of having to go to your lips, your, you know, your mouth, whatever, you can go to this spot. And depending on what substance you choose to use, there can be a certain level of tack that comes along with this moist area. Moist. And so depending on Depending on your mix du jour, that wet spot could be a nothing. That wet spot could be everything. I, I was I was analyzing Mr. Herman's actions on the mound, and I see him. He does a lot of this with his fingers. He just it's like he's touching his fingers, but I don't see him going to his hat, his belt, his wet pants. I just see him doing this. So to me, as expert me, I guess he's. Got, if he's doing anything, he's coming out from the dugout with it applied, or I don't even know if that's possible because they check and come out of the dugout. So, I, well, they they check you intermittently. It could be coming out of the dugout, could be coming out of the bullpen as reliever. It could not be coming off the field. It you know it they they've switched it up for those reasons. And to your like as far as what you've just said about him continuing to go to the fingers, something you do is you if you don't stick your fingers together for a while and then you do it that could create a little more tack initially so you have to like kind of de-stick them and then the more you do it like this like you're saying the more comfortable you get with the level of tack so you're not surprised with how much resistance is being created by your tack or you're not surprised by how much anchor you actually have with the level of tack that you have. So if you do this, you kind of spread it out, maybe help dissipate it a little. Again, I'm not saying that that's what Domingo Hormon's doing. I'm telling you that that's something that I did. <laughs> if, if you're going to come out and say that it's the stickiest hand you've ever seen, then I absolutely need a power ranking of hand stickiness that you've encountered in your life after that. You cannot just make a claim and right. walk away. Right. This is the like, stickiest is this- hand I've ever felt. Oh, really? Is this like 14-year-old Playboy mean? edition centerfold? My hand is sticky, sticky. Like, what? what is this? I just want to know. I just want to know. You can't be tossing out 
editorializing like that without some hard and fast follow up. Give me a pow- <laughs> Give me a P ranks. <laughs> my I'm, question. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get on that honestly, but make my own power ranking. <laughs> Dude, that's your ne- that should be your next video, just all about yeah. hand stickiness and who <laughs> had the stickiest hand of all time in investigation. My question is, if you're an umpire who's checked guys' hands now for three years, and obviously guys are still using sweat and rosin, so it's not like there's no tack, but if you have, I'm sure, felt spider tack, like I don't think that I mean, like, I don't think anyone is dumb enough to be like, yeah, let's bring back spider tech. Like, even though they're checking us like off and on, like every other inning, like, what is he using? Like, what what could it be? Or is it is it just like it's too much rosin? It, it, very, it, it can be that it can be it, it, again, rosin, sweat, rosin, any other substance, whatever. Yes. Like that stuff clumps up. It starts to clump up. And becomes sticky and just gets, you know, like, yeah, messy. Well, and, the, and- that, it's that video when when Bauer was on with the, the ESPN broadcast and he just like drops his hand and the ball is stuck to the top of his hand. He's like, is this legal or illegal? And it was just sweat and rosin. Mm-hmm. Like it was the ball was stuck to his hand. David Cohn did did the same <clears throat> thing on air. I mean, <laughs> I forget. I showed I showed a ball. I still have a ball. And I, I haven't tested it. I have a ball from two years ago, three years ago, that was pulled out of the game at the Coliseum with Bauer on the mound that you could still feel. See, like the fingerprints? Yep. Oh, you could still feel the tack Absolutely. On it? Yep. This was years after. Yeah. Dang. So it's there. It's still there. <laughs> there was an interesting quote from... Um, Booney, and he said, uh, "Where is it right now?" Basically, said like he, we have a g- very good idea of what the line is. Apparently, Domingo crossed it, which is interesting to me, like because it kind of just goes back what everyone kind of knows. It's like there is a level of stickiness and shit you can use that's technically illegal that umpires don't care, but there is a line mm-hmm. where if it's that stickier than that, they will call you on it. And Boone says that they know the line. And it's like obvious and it's been, you know, cleared out. There's never that that's never been public, though. Like MLB's never been like, because you can't. I don't know what metric you would use, but well, that was interesting no scale. To me. Like, 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 yeah, like for a fucking jalapeno, the Scoville scale. How many how many units of heat? How hot is this thing? Like, we don't have a sticky Scoville scale. Well, they were probably working on it. I wouldn't be surprised. Manfred, man, I, I got faith in Manfred. I'll hold my breath. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure, I'm 90% sure, it was the same umpiring crew, right? This, that got him the first yes. time. Mm-hmm. They let him go. So that probably yeah, has a lot to do crew. with it too. Uh, because I'm sh- I, I, I bet he's been doing the same thing every single game and gotten away with it. The same shit. Well, and now they're going to have a really, really, really solid line on what they should not do. And yeah. if you look at his spin rates, his spin rates are up like the past few years, especially on the curve, which and there's things to do to make your curve spin rate go up other than use sticky substance. But it's probably, I mean, that's likely has something to do with it. Well, he is a piece of shit. So <laughs> I guess there's that too. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> that's what I heard. I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pieces of shit. <clears throat> Uh, you see Zach Campbell? 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> what are, what are you angry about? Zach? What are you angry with Zach Ample for? Um, normally, like I, I would say, historically, I've been very neutral, like erring on the side of of I don't like him, but I've been very like just apathetic towards Zach Ample. I'm not like a shout it from the rooftops. I hate Zach Ample guy. I just kind of like, you know, he's there and I, I see you, but I don't I don't want to acknowledge you. Um, there was a video. So this this dude, AJ Rodriguez, he's a he's a Twitch streamer, huge baseball fan. And he's like known as like the Cedric Mullins guy. And uh, the Orioles had him out as a guest of honor. I believe it was for his birthday. And uh, so he comes out, he meets said he's he's confined to a wheelchair. He met uh, Cedric Mullins on the field before the game. He's got pictures with everyone. He's wearing a Team USA Cedric Mullins jersey. They show him on the big board and they uh, it was his night. It was his night hosted by the Orioles. It was his night. And he was just like, man, if only Cedric Mullins could hit a home run this would be the icing on the cake guess who hits a home run cedric mullins cedric mullins hits the home run and guess who catches it dallas yeah zach hample the man solely responsible for growing the game of baseball Mm -hmm. he did it zach Uh, hample so zach hample catches the baseball and a fan comes up to him and says this. Oh, we got the guy who caught the Mullins home run. You gonna give it to AJ? You gotta give it to AJ. You gotta go find him down there. Come on. Give it to AJ. AJ, the Mullins kid. The Mullins kid. I don't. Mullins guy. Oh. I'm the Mullins guy tonight. Oh, Zach. Yeah. I love it. When I hear that, I hope. I only hope he was doing this, like. With two thumbs pointing at himself. Tonight, I'm the Mullins guy. <laughs> Zach Campbell like, sounds exactly like what I thought Zach Campbell would sound like. Oh, uh, that is great because he does. He does sound like just a fucking weaselly. Well, tonight, I'm the Mullins guy. And like, you little fucking twerp. God, but but look, I'll say this as much as I'm fucking wearing him out. Like, bro, he caught the ball. Give it to AJ. AJ, the Mullins kid. The Mullins kid? I don't know. Mullins guy. Oh. I'm the Mullins guy tonight. (laughs) I'm the fucking Mullins guy tonight, bitches. (laughs) Fuck AJ. Who's AJ? Who's that kid? Oh, whatever. I'm the fucking Like, dude. But but look, this I, is part of what Zach Campbell signed up for. Like, if you're the guy who's constantly catching balls and saying that you're giving away, you give more balls away to people that, you know, it never gets talked about. It never would. Well, this would be like on a fucking platter for you right here, right now, Zach Campbell. Like, if you've ever given a ball away and wanted it to mean something or were ever looking to just fire one off in the face of the haters, that's exactly what you do. You go but, find AJ. Yo, here's your ball. But Zach Campbell said, you know what? I don't give a fuck 
I bought yeah, my you're... ticket. I'm here to catch these balls, mm-hmm. and I caught these balls. So you, you can catch these balls because I'm not giving this ball to fucking the Cedric <laughs> Mullins guy. Why? Because I'm the fucking Mullins guy tonight, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> the idea that we, anybody would expect Hample to demonstrate like any shame or like it's not that's not his brand. That's not what's happening here. He travels the ball, travels the world, <laughs> catching home run balls and is like has to be so lonely when it comes right down to it. Like goes back to his hotel. He goes back to his hotel room. He hangs out with Lisa Ann. He hangs Who? out with Lisa Ann. Like that's a fact. The porn Who star. Who is that? Oh, dude. She's like the most. She's fucking... one of the most. She's like a. She's on like the Mount Rushmore porn stars. <laughs> Lisa Ann, big, big Zach Campbell guy. Jay, I, I didn't know that either. I'm going to have to. <laughs> she did like my Instagram post recently. So shout out I'm going to have to safely Thank Google you. Lisa Ann. Um, <laughs> but that makes me think that Lisa Ann is also trying you know to fill who a Lisa hole in her heart. She's also um, a ball hawk. So <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're acting, Jared. They're acting like they don't know Lisa yeah, Ann, bro. That, that, that sounds like one of those friendships that's probably not real. Um, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Just two I'll lonely people just kind of hanging out with each other and like sort of talking past each other at each other, not not with each other. No. If we're if we're gonna I, listen, we're having our fun with Hample. It's all fun and games. But you guys not knowing who Lisa Ann is is way more surprising and Dallas not believable. He's not, like, I, Dallas is full of shit. I, no, yeah, I, but, I, <laughs> if you guys don't know who Lisa Ann is, then like it's plausible that fucking Zach Campbell doesn't know. Who AJ is. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the last. Oh, no, I definitely believe that Hample does not know who AJ is. I think it's hard to know. Not he. He was at the game that they're like honor. Like it was his listen, night. They like fucking honor him on the big his, board. Hample's reaction sounds way too genuine. Like I'm, I'm la- we're all laughing at Dallas's version of it. But like <laughs> that to me strikes me as a dude who did not know who the Mullins guy was. He did, um, though. I was at the game, dude. I was there, and I know the Mullins guy. I know Lil Man 17. He's a beast. He's on Twitch. Go to Texas yep. Twitch out. He's an MLB The Show legend. I Cedric knew him Mullins. Yeah, I can't escape him. The video. I knew him once they, they put him on They were putting him on the Jumbotron and shit, right, and I was well, thinking well, in the crowd. Like, yeah, well, that's I, what somebody people- just kind of casually sitting in the crowd would do, is look at the Jumbotron. A guy trying to position himself for every home run that could be hit isn't <laughs> wasting time with bullshit like that. Yeah, exactly. Head down. Uh, no one, no, most people didn't know who he was. Like, you have to be on Twitter and be tapped in to know who the Cedric Mullins guy was. To, to go back to, oh, the Mullins, yeah. to AJ? AJ, the Mullins kid. The Mullins kid? I don't know. Mullins guy. Oh. I'm the Mullins guy tonight. <laughs> I'm the Mullins guy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the well, Mullins guy tonight, you motherfuckers. I think the last like, porn it, person that I could identify by name is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Lisa I looked up Ann. Lisa Ann. I, I yeah, uh, yeah, not a um, no. Like I like she's she's clearly done a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. but no, veteran of the not. game. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very very outside the norm in that industry. I love all the never done any work to themselves uh, performers in the. Oh, no, I've I never just, seen I this person just, in my life. I meant just her Rolodex. That's not, crazy to me. Not any physical work. I mean, but you I'm, guys saying that you've never heard of Lisa Ann is like me being like, I've never heard of like Hank Aaron. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I don't. What? Like, Hank God. Aaron, who's that? Who did he play for? Jeez, somebody needs to pray for your foreskin if that's the case. <laughs> 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 the picture? Hank Aaron? 
there's a good chance you've rubbed through many, many layers that should probably <laughs> still be there. Yo, being Listen, friends I- with Lisa Ann is way less impressive now than it was five thirty seconds ago. Now that I've looked, I don't care at all. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't let Lisa tight. Ann take me out for coffee. There you go. They go out for coffee. I wouldn't let her. I'm saying. Okay. I would say well, no. Zach Campbell's a nice guy. He'll entertain people like that. Fans like he's mm-hmm. a good, genuine mm-hmm. guy. It's like, yeah, I'll hang out with Lisa and a fan. Like I'm a good guy. Like I give foul balls, I get home runs, and I give him the kids most of the time. Sometimes <laughs> I, I know. Sometimes I know the Cedric Mullins and you're the Cedric Mullins guy. Keep it. Was initiated. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm a feeling. I have a feeling it was Hample reaching out to Lisa Ann and not the other way around. But yeah, that's just reaching a- out. Reaching in, reaching back out, reaching in, reaching out, reaching in, oh, reaching out, oh, reaching. Disgusting. That's, that's, you. that's why I don't watch her programming. Wow. You're above that. Yeah, we've Mine's opted for pure. Bluey in my household instead of Lisa ba- Ann. Baseballsavant.com. <laughs> wow. That's, that, that's Jay's porn, <laughs> is seeing fucking red dots on Baseball Savant. Yeah, Ronald Acuna's Baseball Savant page. That's my Lisa Ann. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Barry Bonds baseball reference page <laughs> is my Lisa Ann. Pure porn. Pure yeah. porn. Yeah. Tyler Glasnow's minor league rehab start highlights from yesterday. That's my porn. Yeah. Well, that's like amateur porn, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little little Grady video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe some shaking of the camera going on. Some yeah. some poor lighting. But you know what? The result, I'm I'm here. I'm here till the end. That was some amateur. <laughs> POV porn <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Tyler Glasnow's rehab assignment. He was looking <laughs> thick, bro. He was. Wasn't he looking bigger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thick jacked, boy. Dude. Mm-hmm. He's looking jacked. They'll be back soon. That's why it's like, oh, wow, we lose uh, Springs and Rasmussen. And it's like, all right. <laughs> Rasmussen. Well. <laughs> yeah, <fucking laughs> just made him German for no reason. Yeah, well, I was gonna say he's like now a part of some fucking fairy tale story. Rasmussen, <laughs> the evil Rasmussen. <laughs> what the fuck? Wasn't there a wasn't there like a music store called Rasputin or some shit? Like I don't know. You got you got Rasputin. the raised bullpen slaying CDs. No, Rasputin is the old char- <laughs> is the historical figure that you're talking about. I know, but I feel like there was also a like a music store called oh, Rasputin. Oh. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like something that a character in Mortal Kombat would say before throwing a punch. Yeah, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking, it's a new fatality. Yeah. You just get a slider <laughs> thrown at you, fucking cuts you in half. <laughs> Rasputin wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Um, are the Cardinals back? Oh, they're on their way back. They're on their way back. I'll tell you who's fucking back. Two t- guys. Two guys, Nolan Arenado, five straight games of the home run. Also, all that talk that we just did about Jack Flaherty, the velocity, his, his media run-in his, after his last start. Don't ask me about velocity. He was sitting 95, seven innings, 10 strikeouts, one earned run. Everyone's back. The Cardinals are winning baseball games. Nolan Arenado's homering in every single game, and Jack Flaherty is shoving. Can I just... Doesn't the fact that Flaherty came out and threw 95 and shoved with Wilson Contreras behind the plate, doesn't that make all of this stuff 
come first of all Even it justifies worse? everything we said about Flaherty's fastball velocity and how fucking nonsense that was that he was going to be succeeding at 89 or 90 and that that was actually part of the game plan this I, I feel like the the last week of Cardinals talk is like a fucking fever dream with like it, it like the Wilson thing wasn't real the Jack Flaherty thing of talking to the reporters like did that happen why did that happen like it's Jay, no one Arenado ago, being, gonna... being terrible for the yeah. first month plus of the season and then hitting just going unconscious and hitting home runs and cock walking the fucking Red Sox pitching staff and all that like I I just feel Ten like days it's... ago Joey and Jared were trying to facilitate the firing <laughs> of Ollie Marble. Ten days ago, they were doing I wasn't. I was everything. Joey. They were sell doing. The it's team. still good. It's still sell sell the the team. team. It's a Bob yeah. guarantee. I still. I'm sticking by the Bob guarantee. <laughs> it's the Bob, the Bob guarantee. One week, guys. Come on. Yeah. See. Yeah, the Cardinals. They're they're they're. Believe it or not, they've rebounded from having a bad moment in their season. Early in their season, a bad month. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous, too. When you were here, it was me and Jay Hay were just fucking spitting bars on the Cardinals. Like, that video went viral. Cardinals fans fucking hated it. Yeah, I got called what, a hater what? Like once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care. Like, well, those, when those we opened up I, the voicemail lines. I feel fully justified about how all that played out. Everything we've said about the Cardinals has been... It, it's been even more prescient than I anticipated at the time we said it. Yeah, I'm also an Ollie Marmol guy after we met and uh, super nice guy. Love talking to him. We're going to get him on the I asked him to come on the podcast. He said, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Might be a little weird with Dallas and Joey here, but yeah, know, just you and me yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are usually solo missions anyway. Jared, yeah, you go interview no. Garen or whatever. Ollie, <laughs> Bob and- Garen. In the dugout, far Honestly, away from he, bro, hey, because I'm going to say the, some shit that I'm going to regret. <laughs> the Dodgers come to Fenway, I believe, in August. I'm going to put in a request with their PR department to get Bob Guerin. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, why? Why do you want to talk to me? Like, you, you know. Don't yeah. act like you don't know why. You know We're why. Hashing out some old friendships. <clears throat> yeah. Finally get some closure. Does he hate you as much as you hate him, Dallas? I I I don't hate the man, um, and I can't imagine. No, no, that. You, like I know that you have to like say that on the air, but like what you said off the air was that you fucking hated the guy. Yeah, that's not yeah, what yeah, I yeah, said yeah, off J- the air. Jake, hit pause. Hit pause. Oh, pause. Okay, what? <laughs> yeah. We pause. So just say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you about that son of a. <laughs> There's no ill feelings, Jerry. There's no ah, ill feelings on. whatsoever. Oh, I mean, I probably. <clears throat> Is this like a time heals all wounds thing where you're just like you used to fucking hate him and wanted him to get shipped off to Japan like Bobby Valentine. But now you're just like, whatever, you can go sit on the bench for the Dodgers. Time does not heal all wounds. I I know that's a nice little saying and that's fun. That's just not true. So you still hate Bob Guerin is what you're saying? I don't don't hate Bob Guerin. Okay. But does he hate you, do you think? Uh, He very well could. I I don't know that I, I I don't know that I gave him a reason to. Oh. I mean, just the unemployment line. Well, I was, uh, you know. How many kids does he have? I'm only one guy. Uh, I believe yeah. he has two. Oh, so just two mouths to feed and <laughs> no source of income because of Dallas Braden. I'm sure he loves you. Yeah. No, he's, he's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's I'm sure the labor market is real robust for a 61 year old man. Mm-hmm. 
I, I hope someday, Dallas, when you're 61, that someone doesn't try to take the food off your table. <sighs> anyway, anybody who really knows Bob Guerin would know that his wife's name is Pam and his kids are named Bobby and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> See? <clears throat> Tight-knit group. Yeah. Well, we'll see him in St. Louis soon. Um, but if he's still with the Dodgers in August, I will be putting in that media request. I can't wait for that interview. <laughs> it's going to be. Wait, it's episode 100. What the fuck? Let's go. The hondos. <laughs> now, what, what, did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? I feel like we should have made that a bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They're just, they're just probably. Numbers. It's just. <laughs> It's it, it is, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's episode 100. Dead. Wow. 100 episodes. Fired up. The best baseball podcast that you've ever listened to in your life. Congratulations to us. Thank you to Dallas, Joey, Jay. Hey, Jake on the ones and twos. Wow. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Breaking news. It is episode 100 of Baseball is Dead. Does it feel like it's been 100 episodes? No. Feels like it's been like 600. Feels more like 15 or 20 for me. Yeah. Where do we leave off on? I can't even like go back and check to see how many episodes of Starting Nine we did because they fucking deleted our entire archive, which like, I don't know, doesn't make a ton of sense because wouldn't you like want the downloads? Like I know people go back and listen to old episodes of Section 10. Like wouldn't you want the good baseball content to be accessible on your feed. My favorite part is that it it's just all not good enough that they are still utilizing old clips and old merchandise. And come on, what do you expect? <sighs> That's too bad because there was some good shit on there. I referenced in the Nolan Arenado interview how like this is like a fourth or fifth time that we've interviewed him, but like all those interviews are just poof gone. It's okay though, um, because baseball season's rolling and it's the best time of the year. There are games on all day, every day, and when I'm watching all the games and recording all these podcasts every week, it can be tough to get a handle on it all. But thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, I can stay on top of everything. With Xfinity 10G, you can power an entire house full of devices with ultra low lag, so you and everyone that you know can stream every single game at the same time and never miss a pitch. And if you're on the go, Xfinity has your back with millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash 10G. Um, Dallas, you uh, you got to get out of here? I got to go. I got to go. What's your final thought? Pack up. Uh, ooh. You got a final thought? <clears throat> final thought. I, I, I hate to. I hate to be so um, like in the moment with things, but we've got the Diamondbacks in town right now and Mm -hmm. watching them play baseball is fun for me because they are a group kind of like the Guardians who maybe they're not going to lead the league in homers. But when you look at what they do as a group in totality and they need some help out of the bullpen, uh, but they've got guys on the mound that excite you. And the way they run the bases, they're not afraid to try to create offense. They fucking, at times, they'll turn the damn base path into a track meet. Um, 
I, I just I like the brand of baseball that I see, and they've got young, exciting guys to pay attention to. I'm I'm really enjoying watching Corbin Carroll play these these couple games. It's just uh, and I and I know ta- like talking to some of the guys, you know, they they've got a great idea of what the landscape looks like in their division, but to their credit, they play with a belief that says we're not worried about what the Padres are supposed to be doing. We're not worried about what the Dodgers are inevitably going to do and going to be. We like what we're doing here and we like what the future looks like as well because they've got some guys on the way. And uh, so, you know, I was talking to Gonzo and it is, it's just, it's, it's maybe a, a team that plays good baseball, exciting, that you might not have on your radar just because there's not a lot of hype surrounding them. You know, it's not a superstar here. Or it just, but it's a, it's a fun brand of baseball to watch. It's a good take. <clears throat> Lourdes Guriel, that's who you're playing right now, the D-backs? Yeah, and I for yeah, the fucking Work first, around Lourdes. I, I for fucking the, hot right now. For the, five, for the first five innings, I, I kept calling him Yuli. It was like Yuli, and our producer was like, uh, he, this is the, uh, <clears throat> this is the Guriel that was in Toronto. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, so Yuli, the fucking, the, <laughs> my producer was finally, he just, he goes, Toronto, you're wrong. <laughs> so his last at bat, I was like, well, the fucking guy rakes. I mean, this is what the Guriel family does. This is why I've been fucking it up for three innings. They got another Guriel coming. So yeah, it's yeah. been fun to watch. Them. Yeah. And yeah. He is fucking hot. Hot right now. Did he hit two, two yesterday? No. Just one. No. Just one. Yeah. <clears throat> well, congratulations, <clears throat> Dallas, on 100 episodes. Baseball's dead. I uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't have done it without you guys. Yeah. Appreciate you. Um, Thank you. you. Go do your thing. Go, go, A's. Let's get number 11. That's right. That's right. Like where your head's at. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, the only other thing that I want to briefly hit on, I guess, was Kumar Rocker is getting Tommy John surgery. So, shit story another dude where it's like you had that that uh that vandy class where it was jack lighter kumar rocker the texas rangers end up with both of them they really don't have either of them because jack lighter is not exactly uh lighting it up in the minors i talked about this on the other podcast about how like in that draft what was that 2021 draft I was like, oh, man, I hope the Red Sox, they have the number four pick. Like, let's get Jack Leiter. He goes at number two to the Texas Rangers. And uh, between last year and this year so far in seven starts at double A, it hasn't looked good. Uh, 92 and two thirds innings, five, five and a half BRA. He's got a 435 and 31 innings, seven starts this year. and then Kumar Rocker, who obviously, as you know, had got dicked around in the draft with uh, the Mets and the medicals. And it looks like, hey, finally, I guess, is that a win for the Mets? Yeah, Not Mets that you celebrate a guy right going under the knife. But I mean, they their their cause for concern seems legitimate now, does it not? Yeah. And Correa, too. They're they're They got a great medical staff over there in New York, man. You got to tip your cap. They know when you're going to be bad. Psych, but mm-hmm. they were kind of right, I guess. My only take with Rocker is that I'm glad he got his money. I'm glad he got $5 million as his signing bonus with the Rangers because uh, he was worked incredibly hard in college 
And, um, you know, to some extent he signed up for that. Um, and I'm not just dumping on college baseball right now, but, um, a lot of those guys don't end up seeing their money. So, and it looked like for a second that he wasn't going to either. So I know it was below slot. Um, but I'm glad he got his money from the Rangers and, uh, hopefully he gets back on the mound and can be effective. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, you got any tasty hot nugs for us? Yeah, sure. I can, can wrap up with some of those, uh, a few things, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, we've talked about Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, all the AJ puck, all the former A's doing big things in baseball right now. Jesus Lizardo, another one that we should not forget. Another really good start last night. Going back to the start of last season, we've now seen almost a full, what I would think of as a full workload from Jesus Lizardo, 151 and two-thirds innings across 27 starts. He's got a 3.26 ERA, 175 strikeouts. So might be finally putting it all together, another, another arm for that Marlins. And by the way, Yuri Perez, um, this is our first pod. Or, oh, no, we podcast on uh, what well, we did one since he started last Eerie yes, how similar he is Friday, since Alcantara. Eerie how similar he is to Alcantara, uh, visually, windup wise. Um, but that's again, even though they dealt Lopez, that's going to be a fun rotation to watch if they can ever get some offense. Kevin Gosman, we brought him up briefly earlier on the podcast. He had his fourth double-digit strikeout game of the season already. Not only does that lead Major League Baseball, uh, but he had four such starts all of last season. Um, so Gosman already a high strikeout guy amping up this year. Um, shout out to one former Red Sox and one current Red Sox. Uh, Mike Petriello tweeted out Mookie Betts's speed score on Savant year by year. Um, and while Mookie's still playing great baseball, it is interesting to look at what's happened to his speed, where he's basically gone from the 90th percentile to, uh, I believe, the 35th percentile this season. And it's been a steady decline with each and every season. So that hmm. made me turn around and look at what he's hitting on ground balls over the last four seasons, because that's where you would think it would impact it from a batted ball standpoint. In 2020, which we all know was an abbreviated season, he hit 367 on ground balls. 21, he hit 216, so a 150-point drop. 201 last year, he's hitting 162 on ground balls this year. Something to watch. Hmm. Uh, and then on the positive side, Masataka Yoshida. I'm sure he's yeah. getting plenty of love on name redacted, but I wanted to throw him some love too. Since April 20th, 420, probably not a coincidence. Yoshida is hitting 375 with a 423 on base percentage and a 648 slugging. That is the third highest WOBA in Major League Baseball since April 20th. Only two people are ahead of him. That's Lords Guriel and Christian Walker, actually two, <laughs> two diamondbacks as it turns out. Um, but, uh, what a, what an interesting turn for him in the 23 season where all he could do is hit ground balls and record outs through the first like two and a half weeks of the season. And then he's just been fucking unconscious since then. So pretty cool to see. Yeah, he has J.A. Yes, he has. Masataka Yoshida is a fucking lock for the rookie of the year on the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you didn't get him preseason, you're an absolute fool. He's hitting the shit out. Yeah, actually had his first big league triple last night. Wow. The guy is an absolute stud, and he wears his pants up to his fucking nipples, Jay Hay. Pull the pants up. 
Get the OBP up. Get the OPS up. We love fucking Masataka Yoshida. Um, I gotten a lot of requests for the positivity horn on baseball's day. No, that's great. I it it felt like the right opportunity because you brought it up, not me. Yeah, no, you I didn't know that was me. coming. So I that was exciting for me. It was a nice. That was exciting. <laughs> it was a nice compliment uh, to the stats. Uh, uh, and then my final thought. My final final thought is that Rasputin Music is a music store. Uh, still going on five current locations in the state of California. So go ahead and Look check that. it out. Rasputin Music Facebook page. <laughs> Have all the information you need. I'm good. Uh, Joey, any final thoughts? Uh, there's too many to pick from. But, you know. Yeah, hit them all. Hit them all. I keep, see, I'm going to keep it in the Braves world. The Braves have been struggling the past few games. I'm not going to lie. The Braves have not mm-hmm. been looking that good. They got swept by the mm-hmm. Blue Jays, which was kind of bullshit. We kind of got fucked over. We got, Strider got fucked over with a bad call. Then we went to Toronto. We were, Toronto, or we were, we were in Toronto. And outfielders can't see the fucking ball. We missed like five fly balls. Should have won two out of three. Got swept. Whatever. But I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be positive here. Because we got Charlie Morton, who's 47 years old right now. All right. This guy, how old is he? For real? 40? 37? No, 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 no. He's at least 38. He's at least 39. Either so way. I think he's 39. He is 39. He's 39. So he's 39. And right now we're 2023. 20, okay. If you look at his savant in 2012, that is 11 years ago. So he was 28. He was averaging 91 mile per hour, 91 mile per hour fastball. 2023, he's averaging 94.1. He's basically added four miles per hour to his fastball since he was in his prime, which is crazy. He's got, you look at Savant, if you look at the freaking pitch arsenals, he's got, in terms of run value, the best pitch in the league with his curveball this year, which is insane. And I was, Kind of shitting on him early in the year, saying, I don't really trust him, but he's been a beast. And it's important because we're down Kyle Wright and we're down Max Fried, which is tough. But Max Fried has stepped up, same as Bryce Elder. But also, what I wanted to touch on too is another negative thing is Ozzy Albies. His splits in terms of batting righty and lefty have gotten to the point where it's like, why doesn't he just bat righty every time? Have you seen this, Jehe? I saw. I looked at it last week because I was looking at him for fantasy reasons. Um, but at that, I did notice that. I, I, you would know more about whether he can just ditch the left side and go all righty, and whether that's good for him. But I definitely noticed the numbers for sure. It's wild. So this year, I, yeah, this just this year when he's batting righty, he has a one dot two nine OPS, like best in the league. Lefty, he's got a five seventy four. And if you go to his whole career, it's like, I think it's, it's not that bad, but it's bad. I think he's been a league average hitter in terms of OPS, but when he's batting lefty, it's like an 85 OPS plus. Batting righty, it's like 130. So they just even each other out to be an average hitter. But if he's batting righty, he's yeah. going off. And you would say, well, yeah, obviously it's easier to bat righty if you're facing a lefty. So you're expecting that. But he's batted 10 times righty on righty. 10 at bats. He's four for 10 with three home runs. I know it's a small sample size. Maybe they're position players. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it, there's got to be a point where it's like, bro, just do righty. Yeah, I think 
I think my expectations just got too high for Albies uh, in general. And I think I just need to dial it back that he's just an imperfect player who, you know, the type of season that he has is probably going to be driven by how many home runs does he hit like um, in that season? Because the OBP seems like it's always going to be something of a problem and he doesn't have necessarily the bat to ball skills to, you know, just run into a 300. I mean, he's never hit 300 in the big leagues. Um, So very good player, maybe an all-star depending on which season we're talking about. But I just, I personally got a little too high, I think. Um, coming off that that early stretch of his career yeah it's it's just it blows my mind because i agree i kind of feel the same way but it's like bro like what point were they just gonna make him bat righty he's a beast dude he hits bombs righty yeah. lefty looks terrible he, and you're right he swings at everything i mean he, he's not a bad player but if he batted righty he'd be better than acuna apparently yeah <laughs> no the difference between him this year and last year is basically i mean i could look further into this for the next podcast but it's all pop right now it's just 100 points of slugging because he has 10 homers in 42 games instead of eight and 64 like he had last year but the you know he's not drawing more walks his strikeout to walk rate is not better um he's not stealing bags again like he did in 21 uh, he's got four stolen bases in 106 games since the start of last year so yeah w- whatever the new rules are are not impacting ozzy's desire yeah he, got, not the end of the he world, had an ankle entry last year that's probably it there you go yeah did miss a lot of time. Yeah, he only played. How many but I'm telling you, bro, All if right, he man. ever switches to righty only, you better pick him up in fantasy because I swear to God, he will be Acuna if he bats righty. That's my hypothesis, at least. And I, I fancy my myself as a sp- strong baseball it? mind. I would, yeah. I'm not going to dispute that, certainly. Not as uh, one, my not final as one of the five members is the great, of the greatest podcast going. Yeah, what's up, Jerry? <laughs> um. So if you've been following along on Twitter, I have been highlighting that Ronald Acuna Jr. does not hit a cheap home run ever. Uh, He's riding like seven or eight straight consecutive home runs of like 450 feet plus. Um, But what if I told you that he doesn't even have the highest average exit velocity on his own team? What if I told you? I believe it. Who is it, bro? Ozuna. Psych. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Matt Olson. No. Matt Olson. Matt Olson, the uh, the average exit velocity leader in Major League Baseball, Aaron Judge. Yep, yep. Aaron Judge. You're never going to guess number two. Sean Murphy. Number three. Nope. Number three, Matt Olson. Number four, Matt Chapman. That's, that's sad for Dallas. I'm sad Dallas wasn't here for that. <laughs> Dallas. Matt Olson, number three. Matt Chapman, number four. Ronald Acuna, number five. It's number two. But the second. Let me guess. Can we guess? MJ Melendez. Okay. Number two. So put it this way. I'll get Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge's average exit velocity is 95.9. Number two is 95.8. Joey Gallo. Nope. Fuck. Melendez. Nope. He's, I believe, six. He is. Yes. He's six. Rooker. Nope. You're never going to guess. All right. Well, I got to go to lunch, so I guess I should bail. I'm literally never going to guess. You're never going to guess. Yandy Diaz. Oh, uh, uh, good bat. Yandy Diaz. Good exit velocity guy. Yeah. He's right up Aaron Judge's ass for the highest average exit velocity in Major League Baseball to start the wow. year. Um, crazy. Crazy. <clears throat> Fun fact. Uh, Jake's takes before we get out of here. 
I uh, just love hearing the positivity horn on baseball's dead. I think people are going to be fired up for that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm excited. I'm excited that we got to break it out. Thank you to Jay Hay for uh, for giving me the opportunity to sneak it in there. And thank you to the listeners for a hundred episodes of Baseball is Dead. Appreciate you listening. If you were here for episode one, if you hopped in somewhere along the way, again, tell your friends. I know you got you're a baseball fan. You're a fucking nerd. You get you play in fantasy baseball leagues. Tell your friends about baseball is dead. Tell your family about baseball is dead. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh Yeah, right? Yeah. Shout out to Cal Raleigh for coming on. And uh yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. We gone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.